Kiani is a millennial specialist and a keynote speaker. He's the author of the book Empowering Millennials and has spoken at organizations like the Brunei Government, Booking.com, Singapore General Hospital, Johnson Johnson, Delta Airlines, and many more. He's known in his industry to speak about how to engage millennials work at their peak potentials. He has recently just signed a three-book deal with Penguin Random House and is interviewing senior leaders on their experience in engaging millennials at the workplace. In this episode, he is sharing with us what makes a millennial and how they can reach their potentials. Hi, Vivek. Nice to have you in our podcast. Hi, Yasi. Thanks for having me. I know that you have written a book about millennials, so I'm very interested in what do you do right now. Like I see that you are a millennial specialist. Can you tell us a little bit more about what do you do? Yeah. So uh, what I do as a millennial specialist is I work with organizations. I actually help them to understand uh, that the millennials, uh, this generation, they don't want the same things as the older generation. So as your employee, how do you motivate, how do you engage, how you recruit, uh, retain the millennial generation at the workforce? And uh, you know, how do you make the best out of them? Because the, the key problem that organizations today are facing is that you know, they are not able to engage uh, the millennials. The millennials are not motivated by whatever motivated the older generations is not motivating the younger generations. So that's why, uh, as a millennial specialist, I come in to share with them what millennials really want, uh, you know, from the workplace. And uh, then, you know, from there, the managers who are leading these teams of millennials will be able to understand a little bit more about their psyche, about their mindset, and, you know, be better leaders for them. So that's, that's basically my role. And you mentioned that the millennials are different than the last generation. So what do you think makes a millennial? Right, so the, the definition of a millennial uh, is goes to the 1980s and 1990s, right? If you want to be super specific, right, that the baby boomers are from 1946 to 1964. Uh, the Gen Xs are from 1965 to 1979. Uh, then there's a small generation, right? They call it the Xenials, X-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. Uh, they are from 1979 to about 1984, right? So that's like because there are some people who feel like I'm not really Gen X, I'm not really Millennial, so what am I? So they, they actually fall under this. Uh, the researchers recently came up with this uh, five-year generation, 1979 to 1984. And then we have millennials from 1985 to about 1999, right? And of course, Gen Z is 1999, uh, 2000 onwards, right? So, so that's the different definitions of the generations. Of course, there are other things that also represent a generation. You don't just automatically qualify to be in a generation because you are born in that year. It's also because... Well, maybe you, have, you, you believe in a common belief system, right? You, you, you subscribe to a common belief system. So the baby boomers, they subscribe to dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, right? So they always believe in being very professionally dressed, very formal in the workplace. Millennials are a little bit more chilled. They like it more informal, casual. They're more of the text me instead of email me, 
right? So, so you notice some differences. So the belief system about where do I belong, right? Also plays a huge part uh, in which generation you belong to. Apart from which year they were born, what do you think are the common traits shared by typical millennials? <laughs> so typical millennials, well, uh, one thing that we are noticing as a global trend is that they are settling down a lot later. So they're marrying a lot later. Um, they believe in the YOLO concept, which is uh, you only live once. So what that means to each individual would be different. But overall, uh, they seem to be moving towards uh, the love of travel, the love of experiences, uh, they don't believe in settling down really quickly, buying houses, buying cars, showing off to society that you are successful. Uh, in, instead, they believe in you know uh, going out and trying new things, uh, exploring new places, meeting new people and cultures. Right? That's the kind of lifestyle that they are more attracted towards, they're more drawn towards. Even though they may be employees, right? Uh, they are drawn towards this kind of travel lifestyle, laptop lifestyle. It's something that has popped up because of uh, the internet, because of the advancements in technology, because of uh, budget airlines. Right? All of these things have definitely contributed uh, to this psyche. And I guess a lot of why millennials are different is because of all, a lot of changes have happened during the 90s period. Uh, when it comes to in terms of technology, right? And uh, it has greatly influenced the way millennials think, the way they communicate, the things that they're motivated by. Yeah, so these are these are some of the key things that you can take note of. And then if they're looking for um, laptop lifestyle or work from anywhere, how do you think employers nowadays can retain millennials, can provide them the things they're looking for? Right. So, so in my book, uh, the Engaging Millennials book, I actually talk about this. I have identified seven key things that um, you know organizations can do to engage and retain millennials. First thing is uh, you need to be futuristic. So, you know, even recruitment today is not the same old send out your you know ads in newspapers and expect them to respond. It's not so much that today. It's more about social media. It's about events, right? It's about engaging uh, in groups with the employees, right? Uh, to really get them to check us out. Check us out as a company, right? So it has to be futuristic. Uh, the company should have a very strong why. So the fuel, right? What drives the company, right? Why do you exist? Other than money, why does the organization exist? Right? These are the kind of things that motivate and inspire millennials. Like, for example, right, the very common and famous one, Apple, they want to be different. They want to innovate. So that inspires millennials. Right? So what is it that your organization stands for? Why? Right? We also talk about a freedom. Right? So a freedom in terms of work-life balance. So COVID-19 has taught us that you don't necessarily need to go to the office to be productive and to get work done, right? I mean, we've been talking about it since ages, but COVID-19 has really forced the older generations to relook at how you can leverage technology to be more productive and at the same time, avoid unnecessary meetings, avoid unnecessary up and down travel. It really forced us to think out of the box. Um, millennials have always been talking about it, but I think uh, the older generation was not as comfortable to really let everything off. Like I remember one time when uh, we were having a discussion about, you know, 
a four-day work week, right? Uh, people say that, you know, you think it's going to be easy, but four-day work week is actually more stressful. It's more this, more that. So they were actually against that idea. But today, it's like, uh, it's like you're working every day, but you're working from home. So how is it that now we are adapting to that situation? It's the shift in mindset. So the freedom is something that uh, millennials want. Uh, we look at forward framework. Like if I join your company, how much can I grow? What's my career path going to be? How are you going to invest in me? Like are you going to invest in me in, in leadership courses? Are you going to give me a mentor? Right? The millennials want to know, right? What are my career opportunities like? Would I be making more money outside in another company or would I be at the best I, I am here in this organization? Uh, on top of that, they also want frequent feedback. Right, uh, millennials typically are known to ask for a lot of feedback from their managers. They want to know whether they are, they are doing the right thing. They want to be acknowledged. They want to know that uh, whatever work that they are doing, right, is affirmed. It's positive. It's going in the right direction. Directionally, they are doing the right thing, right. Uh, so frequent feedback is one of the key things that they want. Uh, so what have I covered so far? I've covered futuristic. I've covered fuel. I've covered uh, frequent feedback forward framework i've covered uh what else did i cover there what else is there uh i have a total of seven right so these are some of the key things that you need to take note of when you are engaging and hoping to retain the millennial generation uh in the workplace and then for the millennials themselves at work what do you think are the typical challenges they are facing well, the typical challenge that millennials face is the fact that, you know, uh, they are not taken seriously because what, number one is their age, right? They, they are not taken seriously uh, at the workplace. So it, they find it harder to communicate uh, their value, which is typically when millennials are coming in, they have a lot of ideas. But because they're new to the organization, uh, people don't take them seriously. They say, maybe wait a few years before you pitch in any ideas. Right, so that's one of the key challenges that they have, which is they're not able to, uh, you know, take on bigger projects because they are they don't have that so-called credibility, right? And as a result, uh, they also tend to to be a little bit more um, affected when opportunities are not passed down to them, right? So they're always thinking, okay, how do I get to the next step, to the next step, to the next step? Um, that's one of the key challenges that millennials face. Another challenge that millennials face is when it comes to communication, right? Today, we are always texting, we are always on the phone, right? So when it comes to understanding the millennial uh, way of communication, the older generations struggle and the uh, millennials also struggle understanding what the older generation actually wants, right? So one of the biggest fears they have is that whatever, um, whatever, updates or whatever communication that is being passed down from the higher-ups, right? Am I understanding it correctly? Do I really know what they want? Uh, did I understand their directions and am I able to carry it out according to their expectations, right? There is always a mismatch because the older generation have a different way of thinking. Uh, the millennials have a different way of thinking. So when millennials try to be a bit more efficient by using technology, the older generation will think that you're being lazy because why do you want to do it the easy way when you can do it the old, the other way, right? So there's a lot of miscommunication in terms of this aspect because the directions, the, the older generation always says, I expect you to do it my way, 
right? And millennials like, I don't want to do it your way. I want to do it, but I want to do it my way, right? So it's my way or the highway problems between these two generations that actually create a lot of tension at the workplace. It creates a lot of miscommunication. And because of that, you know, uh, millennials are like, what do they want? <laughs> why are they going? Why are they doing this the other way, right? So there's, that gap is always there. Uh, and managing up becomes a struggle for them. Yeah, I can really relate to your uh, what you talk about because in my previous company, we were looking for some designers or someone to help us with different um, creation of uh, marketing assets. And then the yeah. previous generation would always propose that, oh, I know someone who's a designer, know someone like a physically here. And for me, I would just think about, yeah. oh, maybe go Upwork.com, Fiverr.com, just look for yeah. someone there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We know that there's an entirely, uh, completely different alternate universe online that has a lot of opportunities, a lot of potential for us to reach out to a cheaper, better, faster uh, people, right? And at the same time, the older generation, they are very afraid of doing something new because at the end of the day, they are their name, their reputation is on the line. If things don't go out well, right, they have to take the hit first, right? <laughs> because uh, at the end of the day, they are responsible. So uh, they tend to play it safe. And, you know, we find this uh, common in a lot of uh, older generation. They like to play it safe because when it comes to job, they wouldn't really jump ship uh, without having another job. Millennials, uh, if they don't like the job, they'll just quit first and then they'll find the job because they can always do other things, right? They can always do, um, you know, Uber, they can do Grab, they can sell stuff online. They, they know how to generate income in multiple ways thanks to the internet. So they tend to be a little bit more reckless in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've already observed that some um, people from previous generations, they retire on the first job on their first job and then for millennials yeah tend to look for a different job because they want to progress fast in their career maybe sometimes as you mentioned they do not have the patience <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's actually because millennials are always on social media as well recently a friend um, she always compares herself with her graduate friends people who graduated in the same class with her they are in better companies in better positions, uh, earning better salary, better benefits. So they're always comparing, right? Uh, be it uh, through social media, be it through their own social circle, who is doing better than the other. And if they're not doing well and they are not being given that promotion, then they do tend to want to jump to another organization that's already offering them something better, right? Sometimes they even jump because of, uh, you know, not really a higher pay, but a bigger title. Right, a bigger title also incentivizes uh, some of the millennials, and sometimes it's a, a better purposeful job, more meaningful work, right? Maybe lesser pay, right? They also jump because of that. So, so these are a few things. I mean, millennials are a complex bunch. Uh, no one, there's no one size fit all, but definitely they do have certain traits that are common uh, amongst this generation. And in your book, you mentioned there are some common problems that millennial face for example they are not patient enough they do not have enough clarity and they want to achieve more but they don't know how to get there what what advice would you give it to them 
Well, uh, if they are in their early 20s, right, because we have millennials in their 20s and their 30s, right? If you are in your 20s, um, if you don't really know what you want, uh, 20s is the best time to explore, right, what you really want. So try different jobs, try moving vertically, horizontally within the company, try odd jobs, try entrepreneurship, try uh, taking up part-time gigs, right? Try everything to see naturally where you would like to spend uh, most of your time most of your money on as well. Right? So if, it's, if you are spending a lot of time and money on something that isn't giving you back any kind of uh, money, right? you're not getting back anything, then maybe that's something that you're really passionate about. You really love that subject or you really love doing something. Right? So you're willing to do it for free. You're willing to do it because it makes you feel like you're in a state of flow. Right? Then that's something that you want to do. The other thing is to also do a lot of these uh, psychometric tests like the MBTI. These are very good tests that will give you an insider view of uh, you know, who you are as a personality, what are your key strengths, right? and how you typically tend to live your life. Right? What are the key behavioral traits that you have? Right? These psychometric tests uh, actually will give you a little bit more clue as to who you are as a person. And of course, uh, on top of that, you can always ask your friends, your family, your close ones, to really tell you who they, what is their perception of you, right? So go around and do a, like a short survey, short interview, but okay, you've known me for so long, right? What's your impression of me as an individual, right? What are three words you would use to describe me? And why do you use those words, right? So these are some of the questions that I think millennials can start asking their friends, their network, right? to really get a stronger understanding about who they are, the self-awareness, of who they are so that they can then proceed forward to achieving their dreams and finding their, their dream career. I really believe that self-awareness is the first step to self-development. Yeah, that, that's a really good quote. What are the tests do you recommend? What are the tests you have done yourself? So I have personally done the MBTI. I have uh, done the Tetramap uh, personality test as well. Um, and I've also heard very good things. I've not done it personally. I've heard good things about the strengths finder as well. Oh, I so did that. So all of these tests actually yeah. give you a bit of awareness. Oh, okay, great. How, it actually is from how the book. was it for you? Uh, so the book is Strength Finder, Gallup. And in the book, you have mm -hmm. this code, but you don't have to buy the book. Uh, I find it's very insightful because yeah. then I can identify what is my top five strength. Then for my personal mm. development, I can focus on the five strengths. I can use it for my career because it's less effective when you try to level up your weakness and compete with other people's strength, right? So focusing on your strength. Yeah. There's another one I really recommend. It's called um, uh, Discovery Insights. Have you heard about that? No, that's new. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these things actually give you a lot of awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the most important part, right? You get awareness about yourself and you get awareness about your loved one. If that gives you a better understanding and it makes you more empathetic, makes you more forgiving, more, makes you more tolerant or makes you more patient, right? Then uh, the I think it has done its job, right? In, in giving you those, a lot of benefits. And uh, about your book, Empowering Millennials, I really like the content because I feel that it's talking to me directly. Maybe I identify myself with a, as a typical millennial. Um, maybe tell the audience yeah. what your book, Empowering Millennials, is about. 
So Empowering Millennials is my first book that I wrote back in, uh, launched it back in 2017. Uh, it's basically about helping millennials who are going through quarter life crisis, where you know they are in a job that they don't like, they're regretting all the years that they've spent in a job, or they haven't found their passion, right? They're still searching for their passion. They're still working, but they're still looking for something else. Or for people who who have left their jobs and they're trying to find something, uh, but they're lost. Directionally, they're lost. Right? It's a book written for them to help them identify um, what is it that they really want in life. Right? So we talk about five key things. We talk about clarity. Uh, we talk about habits. Uh, we talk about accountability and uh, alignment. Uh, we talk about motivation and we talk about productivity in the book. Right? And these are the key things that I believe will help the individual to really get hold of their life and you know uh, take control of what you really want. So uh, forget what parents are saying, forget what society is asking you to do. What do you really want to do, right? If, uh, you know, if you could do it for the rest of your life, what do you really want to do? And, and the book is all about empowering them uh, to do that. I believe the millennial generation, we are empowered by technology. We are empowered by our parents, most of us, right? Uh, but we are not really empowered at the workplace, right? Uh, so that's the key problem that I find. Um, a lot of them continue living a life where they don't have fun. They are not following their passion. Uh, they don't have freedom, right? They are working uh, in like a nine to five job. It feels like a rat race, right? They're always working, working, working. There's no space for happiness. Not able to uh, earn a fortune where they can live life according to their own terms, right? So they can travel, they can do whatever they want. They don't have those kind of options. They are stuck somewhere, right? And that's the problem that brings everyone into this quarter life crisis, right? So, and of course, quarter life crisis is not just about your career. It's also about your relationships. It's also about your friendships. It's also about managing your finances. So all of these things are very important as well. Uh, so the book is really to empower them to get, get your handle on all of these things, right? So that from your 20s onwards, right, your, the direction of your life is not based on what other people are telling you to do, but based on what, where you want to go, right? So if you know that you want to start a business, then... Uh, you start working on it now. You, we don't need you to like you know become a millionaire overnight, but at least you're working. You're directionally you're in the right place, right? You have the direction, you have the discipline, you have the determination to go where you want. So that's what the book was. Um, that, that's the intention of the book, right? And hoping to empower more millennials. So if companies are not empowering millennials, then we have to empower ourselves to do things that we want uh, in the way that we want, right? So that's why I wrote the. Yeah, and also really like the results that you mentioned, the three F, fun, freedom, fortune. I think for millennials, exactly this is what they want, at least for me, <laughs> typical millennial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want to do what we love. We want to travel the world. We want to you know, spend time on meaningful activities. And we want to earn a fortune. Like We want to live a better life than what our parents have given us, right? We don't want to live any lower than that. The baseline has increased, so... So yeah, that's basically the, the, the inspiration behind the fun, freedom and mm -hmm. fortune. In Asia, in Singapore, there is this um, there is a metric success yardstick for each generation. So um, in Singapore, uh, our senior, our ex-senior minister, uh, Go Chok Tong, he mentioned that uh, the baby boomers, they wanted a one, two, three, four. And that's basically one spouse, two children, three-room flat, 
and four wheels, which means like a car, right? Uh, that's for the baby boomers. For the Gen Xs, it was a five Cs, right? So it's the car, the credit card, the country club membership, the condominium, and cash. If we have all five of these, you're seen as successful. So for millennials, uh, none of these things really seem to like resonate, right? We're like, mm, that's not really what we want from life. So what do they really want, right? There was no definition online. So like, based on what I've interviewed and what I've understood from talking to millennials, they want fun. Uh, they want to follow their passion. They want freedom. Uh, they want to, you know, travel around the world. They want to do different things, have different experiences. And uh, they want to have a fortune. They want to have a li- better lifestyle. Lifestyle is so important to millennials. So that's why uh, we don't believe in work, 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 and then retire happily. No, it's like, I want to have fun and work at the same time. Yeah, so that's that's the key difference we see. And it's possible. We really believe it's possible. The older generation is very skeptical whether, is that really possible? Will it really, uh, you know, be something that you can do in the long term, right? Or is it just a phase? And they always think it's a phase. Oh, yeah, okay. Wait till you get your bills. Wait till you settle down. Wait till you, have, wait till you start a family. And then you'll know the reality, right? So that's, that's uh, my experience uh, talking to the different generations as well. Yeah, talking about lifestyle, I can really much relate to that. I think millennials, they are looking to live in a certain lifestyle, drink the champagne, Prosecco, having fun with friends, traveling somewhere exotic places, spend a year in Bali. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You see different people doing that, uh, you know, but they they don't always understand the hard work that goes behind it. And so, so, I mean, we are highly influenced by people who are like influencers and who have this kind of lifestyle. But, and the, the common trend we notice is that all of them typically tend to do a lot of traveling. They do, do a lot of behind the scenes. They share how awesome their life is, right? So they share like, it's not, you don't really see millennials or influencers sharing their nine to five work life, right? You don't see them saying, hey, I'm so happy at work in this company, blah, blah, blah. We don't really see that. Whatever we do see, however, is people who are doing something really unique. So that's what that's what inspires us to also want those kind of uh, same things and, and same kind of lifestyle. And where can the audience find your book? So uh, the Empowering Millennials PDF is available on my website, uh, Right, It's free. You can download the PDF for free, read it, right? And um, if you want to purchase... Uh, the hardcover and an autograph uh, copy, then they'll probably have to write in uh, to me and then I'll, I'll autograph it and then I'll send it over. Yeah, so that's where. Uh, but if you're in Singapore, of course, it's there in the bookstores as well. Uh, in Singapore, the bookstores you'll find it in is Popular and Kinokunia, right? Oh, yeah, and uh, Times Bookstore as well. Okay. Yeah, so you'll, you'll find it in these bookstores. Do you have any social media channels the, where the audience can find you? Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Vivek Iani, V-I-V-E-K-I-Y-Y-A-N-I, right? So you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Vivek Iani, or on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Millennial Expert Asia. So these are the three main ways. Or of course, if you want to just email me, just come to my website, vivekiani.com. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we, I really shared a lot of uh, traits as what you described as a millennial. I'm sure yeah. there are hundreds and thousands of people out there as well. 
And uh, I'm sure that the book yeah. will be really helpful to give us like more clarity and guidance to find what we want in life and to achieve that. Yes, I really hope that it does because I think there's so much potential in a lot of us that is, um, it's not being empowered. They're not being empowered. So people just, uh, you know, give up. They, they don't pursue their dreams and they are not happy in their lives. And it makes me wonder like why live life if you're not really happy about it, right? That's the key inspiration behind it. So yeah, I really do hope that it reaches as many people, hopefully with this podcast and all the others, right? Uh, more people get to read the book and, you know, uh, get inspired by it. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Yassi. Thank you for having me. If you like today's content, make sure to subscribe, like, and share. See you in the next episode.